here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Robin McCarron. Should we begin with the puking, or should we begin with the topics that will change the face of WWE forever? Jeff Hawkins. We are not here to talk about Curtis Hughes. You're listening to Shake Them Ropes with Rob McCarron and Jeff Hawkins. Nobody's listening for hockey talk. Struggling is hard because you never know what's at the end of the tunnel. The late, very, very great Don Rickles. Trivia. The crap game part of my Twitter handle comes from Don Rickles' character in Kelly's Heroes. So, rest in peace, Don Rickles. Hi! Piers, I'm still part of this show. Or wait, did I get moved to the flagship? We'll see. We I'm are not... the flagship, damn it. Oh, we are? Okay. <laughs> Jump on your cue there, Rob. <laughs> I'm, I'm back from Orlando. We'll go over what I liked, what I saw, and even my mania thoughts, perhaps. The superstars are all shook up, especially Finn Balor. Debuts, switches, who went where and what it means, all the day on Shake Them Ropes. Your host, as always, Mr. Rob McCarron. Hi, Rob. It's felt like forever since I've been here. Hi. Is it Jeff? Jeff, is it? Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, it's Jeff Lanza. I'm oh, t- I'm, I'm, I... ta- I'm taking that name because I... it'll get me further in my broadcasting career. Will it, though? I don't know. Okay. Good to know. Uh, yes, Raw SmackDown. Uh, payback. There's a pay-per-view coming up. Uh, soon the uh, the WrestleMania honeymoon is over, and we have another pay per view. We go back into the cycle, back into the cycle, all the way, waiting until next WrestleMania season. Uh, we got a long me, way to go now. Let me ask you something because yeah. this was actually a concern when I was kind of doing, I was collecting my thoughts about Mania. Okay, for the most part, it just feels like there's no sense of finality to it. That really the only thing that kind of ends is the fact that Stephanie's off TV for a couple weeks. Yeah. But like these feuds don't feel like they've ended. They don't feel like they've been blown off to, uh, you know, that, that they, the heat's been built up and then we kind of, you know, let it all go. And then we kind of reorganize ourselves. It's like, nope, it's like day one all over again in the WWE. And it never really, I think that kind of makes the whole experience a little bit unsatisfying for me yeah no there's uh no finale i mean one of your major feuds still going on right now is kevin owens chris jericho uh mm-hmm. which was a match at wrestlemania and now it's going to be a u.s title match again at payback and kevin owens is on the different show now and chris jericho's on the other show so we got that cross-branded uh, stuff to look forward to for the next couple of weeks uh randy orton bray wyatt another match uh no wrestlemania kicked off a couple of feuds it didn't end them uh, right. So, yeah, there's no finality uh, for a lot of things. You just got people moving uh, to different places. Uh, no real ends. I mean, even with uh, even with John Cena and The Miz, right? Uh, John Cena and The Miz felt like it should have been a finale at WrestleMania. The Miz moves on. John Cena and Nikki Bella go away. Uh, but The Miz and Maurice, again, do their, their John Cena mocking gimmick uh, for two weeks after WrestleMania. So, yeah, that, that probably, I wouldn't have done that. I mean, don't let the people remember. It's a funny bit. 
but it it was it was funny and it served its purpose before WrestleMania, not after. Yeah, as opposed to say like, and here's where my old school fandom comes in. It's kind of like the Starcades of old. You'd always have kind of that week or so to cool down and go, okay, where are we now? A little bit, and then you'd start again. You don't get that with WrestleMania. You go right into the next Raw. Who's getting called up? Who's this? You know, it 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 almost feels like they haven't reflected on any kind of story consequences of any kind. They just it's it's just on to more product, more product, more product, more product. And and that you know that was a a bit of a takeaway I had from uh, from the week. That is uh, that is your takeaway. Are you are you rested and re- are you back to normal after your WrestleMania visit? You went to Orlando the week after I did. Jeff, are you engaged? I uh, I am. I, I I really enjoyed myself. I I watched a lot of uh, a lot of independent wrestling. Even though it seemed like a few people caught me with resting bitch face over the weekend. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I I liked this WrestleMania a lot more than last year. Um, Especially, I think the venue helped quite a bit, as opposed to the giant shopping mall that is Jerry World in Dallas. Um, the first half of WrestleMania, I, I agree mostly with, with what Lanza said on your post show. That first half was great, and Goldberg Brock was great, but that second half kind of faltered a bit. The only the only issue I had with any of the analysis that you two guys did, and everybody else was, a lot of people blamed Undertaker for uh, for that botched tombstone reversal spot and i think we we forget that roman reigns had a hernia issue at one point and he's always had issues with lifting guys up for power bombs and things like that his upper body strength isn't the greatest in the world i i I viewed that as more roman's fault than undertaker's fault but that was a bad match too but that bray orton match was bad i thought (laughs) not that type of engaged oh Am I engaged? Oh, okay. I missed the joke. Maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm not caught up on all the rest. Who knows? You, just, you had to go into two minutes of hot takes instead of answering the clear uh, joke, Jeff. I know. It's I'm okay. Sorry. It's all right. No, uh, I'm not engaged. Okay. And in fact, I'm probably the opposite. You actually got further away from marriage. Probably in, in WrestleMania because you. Uh, how many wrestling shows did you go to in the week you were in Orlando? How many? Under ten? Oh. Over ten? I think over 10. Oh my God. That's Cause I think ridiculous. I had two days, two days of four, one day of two raw SmackDown and, and mania. I think I had you stayed uh, all the way to SmackDown. Yeah. I went to SmackDown. Oh my gosh. So it drew you. Yeah. I mean, SmackDown now being, you know, one of the, it's, it's an a show. They're the two I a changed, shows. It's not a and B I anymore. My, no, I changed my vacation to leave the next day so that I could stay for SmackDown. Um, Was when, it when it? they did the, uh, brand split. Was it worth it? Yeah, I think so. All right. Well, that's all there is. Uh, that's good. Yeah, I'm glad it's worth it. Um, there's been... Uh, we'll talk more about the WrestleMania trip. We'll talk more about this draft uh, very shortly. Uh, reminder, this is Shake Them Ropes, uh, Shake Them Ropes episode 204. Uh, catch us on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio. Everywhere podcasts are sold for free. Uh, appreciate those who have left nice... And even not so nice reviews on the iTunes page. If you haven't already, go to iTunes right now. Leave a rating and review. It would help us out quite a bit. Check out our sponsor, Blue Apron. Go to blueapron.com slash shake and get your food right now. Jeff's got food on his way uh, coming in the next couple of weeks. Uh, Jeff, when are you going to start your cooking show? When are you going to actually show us how you make these amazing meals? (laughs) 
<laughs> That's going to be the offshoot of this show. It's going to be uh, Jeff Hawkins cooking. It's going to be uh, cook those foods. That's I, what I'm gonna I call wake up show. at two in the morning to go to work. So I've had numerous kitchen accidents Uh-oh. in terms of, oh, I forgot Uh-oh. I had that in the under the broiler for a half hour oh. before I grabbed it off the pan. Yeah. No. Uh, so so I will not be operating a camera of any kind whilst I cook. OK, that's probably a good <laughs> idea. You're probably right to do that. I would be the opposite. I would go, uh, you know, danger is my middle name. So uh, well, hold on. Are yeah. you still engaged? Yes, that's true. I well, am. Then you then you have a camera operator. I don't want to hear it. Yeah, that's true. I do. Um, there's been a bit of controversy, uh, this week. I thought we would just get this kind of out of the way. Um, it's really been boiling up for me. I know, um, controversial topic, this damn Milky Way commercial, Jeff, have you seen this Milky Way commercial with the no regerts? No, you have not. How have you not? Oh, yes, I have. Oh, where were they? Where they like misspell the tattoo? The and tattoo everything. artist. What are yeah. you doing as a tattoo artist eating a Milky Way? First of all, what are you doing as the patron of this tattoo place, letting the artist eat this Milky Way and clearly not pay attention? And how do you not notice that it's misspelled until after it's all the way done? You're not watching it all. What else do you got to do? This ad makes no sense. Clearly the most controversial topic of the week, and I cannot believe it's just now flying over the radar in some people. I can't believe you're bullying a candy bar. Well, this candy bar is being an idiot, and these <laughs> ad makers are awful. Worst, worst controversy, worst ad of the week, too. Unbelievable to me. Anyway, uh, the draft. Who was the biggest move? Charlotte to SmackDown. Nice. Nice. The biggest move was Charlotte. Shane McMahon sold it as the biggest move, too. That was pretty cool to see. Like, they were promoting that as a huge, giant move, which is crazy to think because you have uh, a person who is involved in the WWE title match at Payback moving brands. You would think that would be a big deal. The fact that this WWE title match is on Payback anyway, by the way, the SmackDown title is being defended on the Raw pay-per-view. This Payback show is now cross-branded. I think Raw's roster after this whole shakeup is mostly garbage. Um, I, I think both women's divisions help themselves. Yeah, I think I, I like I, the refresh in the women's divisions on both sides for yeah, sure. Yeah, I like those. And I think the revival coming up as a tag team on Raw is, has been handled really, really well. But SmackDown got rid of a lot of dead weight to try and refresh them on Raw. And then Raw gave up a lot of really great in-ring talent to make it more of a wrestling. I think SmackDown fleeced Raw on this shakeup. I don't know what they're thinking, to be honest, to the point where I don't know what they're thinking. That, that, that's oh. how bad it is. Kurt Angle's it's new with the job. He wants to get his guys in. You got to give it one or two years to actually see what's going to happen, right? I you mean, know what on. it reminds it's me of? It GM. reminds me it, that the parallel here is, is when they had Raw being the quote-unquote entertainment show and you had the SmackDown 6 over over on SmackDown. Yeah. And they're just doing these wacky character things. I mean, Dean Ambrose doing his shtick, The Miz doing his thing. Bray who's stale as hell. I I I, I don't see I see them bailing on this quick. Am I uh am I crazy to say that Dean Ambrose is the worst guy in the company right now? No, the that worst would go to 
guy. And if you dare say Jinder Mahal, I swear to God, I'm, I'm cutting say you Jinder off. Mahal. I'm cutting Jinder you off right now. Jinder Mahal is the worst guy in this company. That is false. Patently false. Completely false. You literally just told me Jinder Mahal is the worst guy in the company when there, when there was a Kurt Hawkins segment on Raw this week. He made me laugh. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jinder Mahal on both shows this week. Look at that guy. Uh, let's get... I can't believe that. The big, the biggest move, though, yes. Let, not to glance over that. Uh, Charlotte going over to SmackDown is pretty, uh, was a pretty good move. Uh, the surprise, What's the most underrated? What's the most underrated um, move? The most underrated move... God, I don't even know what the most underrated... Maybe the most um, underrated move might be the lack of a Seth Rollins move. I'll, you know, or, or even Sasha, I'd go with that, but Sasha, I mean, yeah. in terms of, in terms, in terms of what actually happened, I'm loving Rusev mm. on SmackDown. Yeah. I'm loving that move. I'm mm-hmm. loving the, I'm loving the thought of Rusev on talking smack. That yeah. is going to be glorious. Well, not even I just think. Rusev. You talk about, if you want to go the talking smack angle, you got Kevin Owens potentially on talking smack. You mm-hmm. have, you have Rusev potentially on talking smack. You have the new day. Potentially, Big E posted on Twitter that the only reason he wanted to go to SmackDown was to appear on Talking Smack. That is going to be a fun show to watch. If you have enjoyed it over the last year, a lot of people were worried when Miz and Maurice were taken off that because they had been the A stars of that show, really, especially the confrontations with Daniel Bryan. But you got the New Day on there. You got Rusev on there. Um, Maybe an underrated move that I I know I've seen a lot of people or some people on Twitter uh, mention, but hasn't been... Too much because, you know, Rusev's out for a while and it was a late pick. It, it doesn't even matter uh, too much at the moment. Uh, but Rusev and Lana getting drafted separately, even though they're still on the same show, the thought that Lana might be moved into more of an active wrestler role. Is that how you took that uh, vignette? I see some people taking it. I don't even know what to take of it because anything they have planned for Lana right now, maybe she comes uh, to to SmackDown here and wrestles a little bit. I don't see how she's going to be a top performer in that division right now with Charlotte in there with the uh, reemergence of Tamina and Naomi as the champion. So I don't necessarily think she's going to be a full-time wrestler, but I know it's out there. Uh, what, do, what do you think? Is, is it crazy to think that she might be separated from Rusev and more of a, uh, of a singular character on the show? I think this is kind of that sunny move that they did uh, with, with her and Candido. I think they're going to try and kind of make her a separate personality while still kind of being associated with the Rusev act. But this is, this is her chance to shine in, in a certain role. They'll, they'll probably, you know, they may make her like a heel interviewer or something to that. All right. Well, let's look at the, uh, so we have the draft picks. Um, Apollo Cruz was sent to raw before raw even started. He just showed up at the arena and they, they made a little Twitter video out of it. And Apollo Cruz is on raw Miz and Maurice, Dean Ambrose, Kurt Hawkins, Bray Wyatt, Callisto, uh, stop there at Callisto, Callisto going in the cruiserweight division, you think, or is he just going to be left alone to do nothing? Just like he was on SmackDown. I think they may be hesitant to put him in two Oh five. Cause he's already been seen against heavyweights. Um, and also they have Lindsay Dorado and yep. Grand Metallic hanging around there. They don't really need Callisto in the 205. I think Callisto belongs in the 205. But oh, I, I would say he definitely belongs there. And, and let's face yeah. it, we saw Neville against heavyweights too, and Neville's doing wonders in that's this true. division. So I, I don't necessarily think that stops him. 
Um, but yeah, I, I, obviously they took Sin Cara out of the cruiserweight division to just toil on the sea shows for a while. And now he's on SmackDown. So obviously he's out of the cruiserweight division for right now. Um, but yeah, Lindsay Dorado, I, it, it's still, I still wonder what they're even doing with some of these guys like Lindsay Dorado, like Drew Gulak. Um, you're not working them on every Grand single Metallic. That, that's the one well, I'm thinking of. Yeah. One of the breakout stars of the CWC. Yeah. And he can't even make television it's, on the network. At, at some point, they're going to figure out how many guys they have and how they're not using them, and how they don't need them. And, and certain guys are going to be cut. It's going to be, you know, I think Mustafa Ali is taking the most of this opportunity because I think Mustafa Ali is one of those guys who could have been on that on that edge. Like, hey, we don't we don't really need this many cruiserweights. Uh, we got some of the guys in NXT. We have a Callisto. We have a Sin Cara. We can use the guys we already had under contract. Why do we need all these different names? Uh, Mustafa Ali could have been one of those guys, but with his recent performances and he's getting more TV time now, this is a guy who can get over and eventually be a, uh, uh, maybe not a mainstay, but as close to it over the next couple of years on WWE TV. I think they blew his goodwill when they got that great pop in Chicago and they beat him the next week. I don't know. I mean, he's having great matches, but great matches aren't going to get you over in the WWE, especially when, especially in this presentation of 205 and how they're doing it is mostly personality based. They haven't really shown a lot of Mustafa Ali's yeah. personality. He's having fine matches. Don't get me wrong. I enjoyed that, especially the match last week where Neville basically lost it because we were chanting beach ball mania in the audience. <laughs> yeah, you were part of the problem, by the way. I did not chant that. Yeah, that okay. is not my fault. I was trying to hush the mob. Hold Rob. on. You should, have seen, you should have seen the danger. Let's play the tape back of Jeff Hawkins saying, when we were <laughs> chanting Beach Ball Mania. Not when those other dweebs were chanting Beach Ball Mania. You are the problem right now. I, uh, I Rhino, Rhino and Heath Slater going to the uh, WWE main event. Look, the division. only picks worth the only picks worth a crap from SmackDown who went over to Raw are Alexa Bliss and Mickey James. Period. And those are your next two, Alexa Bliss and Mickey James. Uh, that was fun to see. Um, Alexa Bliss going in there. I uh, I, I think th Mickey's gonna help Bailey yeah. immensely. I think Alexa Bliss's personality will help that division, especially up against a Sasha, right. so to speak. And then on the other side, on the SmackDown side, I mean, we, we'll go over that when we, we get had, to that. Nope. But I think that's not, that's coming up soon. Uh, but oh, before oh. Monday night was over, we also had Byron Saxton moving to SmackDown and David yeah. Otunga moving to Raw. We haven't seen David Otunga yet. I thought the uh, SmackDown commentary was much better with Byron Saxton there because I don't like David Otunga on commentary. I think he's his his vocal tones are so different from every other announcer that WWE has. He for some reason, he just sounds so quiet compared to every other announcer on on there. And he doesn't come in at the right times in a lot of cases. I'm very concerned for his future on Raw. And I don't I don't anticipate enjoying the Raw commentary as much as even when Byron Saxton was there. So we have yet to see David Otunga. What did you think of SmackDown commentary as we record this after SmackDown on Tuesday night with Byron Saxton coming in there with JBL? There's two things here. Number one, I am going to miss somewhat Corey bullying Byron Saxton a little Ooh, bit. Hot, I, that was hot always button kind word. of fun. Hot button word. Sorry. Hot button Sorry, word. you're right. Uh, but speaking of which, the reason that SmackDown commentary team flowed so well today is because JBL wasn't being so abrasive and negative, and they had him playing good boy and not being insulting and things of that nature. Um that's why commentary worked. I mean, Byron was good, but it's JBL who's always kind of the guy bringing the whole thing down with just 
lousy references and not really doing heel analysis, but rather doing heel personality. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think really the only misstep on SmackDown tonight was, uh, was Shane's introduction of Tamina, which absolutely killed her. But <laughs> other than that, I mean, the, the commentary, she, she basically was introduced as a big disappointment. Yeah. I mean, yeah. what are you doing? Like I get the, uh, swerve factor, but you basically introduced her as a big, huge disappointment. Yeah. Um, but the comment, but, but to the question itself, sorry. Uh, the, the commentary was fine. It's not going to last like this because eventually it's going to blow over yeah. and Vince is going to decide not to fire JBL. And then JBL will go back to being the voice of Vince on the SmackDown side. Your first pick to SmackDown was Mr. Jinder Mahal. Uh, again, another, a pre SmackDown move, uh, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, the shining stars, Tamina, Charlotte, Sin Cara, Rusev and Lana and the new day. Uh, move to the SmackDown side. So obviously your pick for the biggest of all of those was Charlotte. Uh, where do you put, uh, what about the Sami Zayn move? For weeks they had teased about how he doesn't want to go here, and now he is here getting title match opportunities again with no reason and losing those title match opportunities. He was fantastic tonight, though. But so I mean, but the order goes Charlotte, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn as your top three in terms of moves, I think. Um, until Kofi comes back in and the New Day might be players in that tag division. I, I still thought Big E was do a singles run, and I wouldn't mind him in that singles division, but really what SmackDown has become is the work rate show again. And really, it, this is a throwback to the last roster split where it's almost like they're manipulating all the people that we want to see in the ring with one another on one show and then all the personalities for the most part on the other show. Well, the main the main event of SmackDown tonight with Baron Corbin, Sami Zayn, and AJ Styles. That was fantastic. Number one contendership for the U.S. Championship. You have AJ Styles winning. He pins Sami Zayn. Baron Corbin doesn't take the fall. Was absolutely great. All all three guys. Absolutely a uh, a fantastic match. And now the winner goes on to be the U.S. Uh, title number one contender, which I I guess maybe I missed it because I wasn't watching the show super a hundred percent. You know, sometimes I was watching it muted, just watching the wrestling. I, I don't know if they said this. Is that U.S. title match happening before payback? Or are we waiting a few weeks at, until after payback to get that match? Did they say? They did. Um, It's at payback. And well, it's not at payback because Kevin Owens is fighting is wrestling Chris Jericho at payback. So it's not at payback. Yeah. No, that that's the match for the U.S. title at Payback is Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens, and the winner of that will okay. face right. the winner of that three-way. Okay, so the three-way winner has to wait several weeks. Yes, to get their to get their match. Um, all right, well, yeah, AJ Styles, Kevin Owens. I mean, is a heck of a match. You have the SmackDown pay-per-view happening not too much longer after. I think it's May twenty-first in Chicago because you have the NXT on the twentieth, and then twenty-first is uh, is the backlash show uh so yeah still quite a way quite a bit of ways i mean it's over a month away for that smackdown match we're gonna have aj styles and kevin owens feuding on smackdown uh most likely so that's pretty cool um what what do you make of Sami Zayn here he loses the u.s championship match he doesn't want to be on smackdown you're gonna have daniel bryan and shane mcmahon you know probably having segments trying to appease this this nerd, I mean, this, this guy who's being advertised and promoted as a neurotic, uh, you know, talkative mess, basically, uh, what the hell are they going to do with Sami Zayn here? Or do we get a new Sami Zayn with the uh, new scenery? I really don't know. 
because it looks like the playbook's going to be the same thing as the Sami Zayn Braun Strowman feud, except this time it's going to be Sami Zayn and Baron Corbin. And we've seen this feud with Corbin before with Dolph Ziggler and with Zack Ryder. But well, we saw it with Sami Zayn and Baron Corbin in NXT. Yeah. We saw this feud already. Um, I, I, you know, I mean, I, I would think that a nice twist would be eventually after after this and maybe chases Kevin Owens one more time that they eventually team up Owens and Zayn. That would be nice. Um, but I think it, it's so weird because the crowd is still very behind Sami Zayn, but he's he's at the level he's going to be yeah, at. Despite, he's not going. He's. I mean, he gets the he gets the hope spot, right? And then he loses. Yeah. Despite what he's done, they're still behind Sami Zayn. But I I don't know how much longer that's going to last. At some point, people are just going to give up because what does it matter? Sometimes people give up on guys. Sometimes they don't. Yeah, they never gave up Dolph on Ziggler. CM Punk. It's, it's it's Dolph Ziggler syndrome. Yeah, they gave up on Dolph Ziggler. They never gave up on CM Punk. But sometimes they just give up on you, and you can't do it anymore. Um. Kind of makes Kurt Angle look like a dick, right? This guy wanted to stay on your show. You're you're feeding him lines like, yeah, you're going to stay here. You have the chance to earn your opportunity here. And then, boom, one loss, and Kurt Angle sends you packing. This guy's all about winning. You know, it was kind of disappointing to me that they didn't do more of a presentation about this. It was just whoever shows up, well, that's who's on this show. There was no real, let's put some logic behind it. Let's put some story behind it. Let's, you know, let's have some GM interaction. There was none of that. It I was know, just kind of a... I want to know who was traded for who. Was Charlotte traded for Bray Wyatt? Or was Charlotte traded for Alexa Bliss? Like, I want to know who was traded for who. Yeah. I want deals. I want transactions. I want I want the WWE transaction page to be updated with exactly what the transactions were. Was Tamita a waiver it, claim? Was she was she just a free agent signing? Was she a waiver claim? What what the hell happened? And who and, and Vince, who the hell owns Undertaker? Oh no, I forgot he's dead. Rest in peace. <laughs> and if Vince liked actual sports, you'd get that. Right, but no, just send the guys to the different shows. Like these were a lot of trades that were made, a lot of uh, a lot of trades and a lot of whatever the hells uh, were made by Kurt Angle, the new acting GM, uh, I permanent think, GM. I think Vince McMahon is going to get sick of this Raw roster real fast. Maybe not. I mean, it's got all his favorite guys on there. Let's let's look at now the main. Braun, the, it has Braun. Hold, hold and on, Roman. hold on. The main eventers. On the raw side, um, I, I think it's a little bit more than what you're what you're saying here. They got Roman Reigns, you got Braun Strowman, uh, Seth Rollins, Samoa Joe. You still have Brock Lesnar, who doesn't look like he's going to be on this payback show. But you got Brock Lesnar, you got Bray Wyatt, uh, Bailey, Sasha Banks, and the Drifter. I mean, what more do you want in the main event side? Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, the Drifter. Drifting away, drifting away. Maybe he drifts to SmackDown too. Maybe who knows where he's actually going to end up. Maybe. No, we have we have a singer who's already going to get heel heat on SmackDown. We don't need two of them. Yeah. By the way, Aiden English. I'm sorry, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of this singing gimmick. I think he's perfectly. If he wants to go out there and sing and show how he can sing, great. Do I need to hear it for a minute? No, certainly not. Entertains Vince. Vince ain't watching SmackDown. <laughs> I'm I'm telling you right now, this Vince guy, whoever he may be, is not watching SmackDown anymore. Those days are over. He's letting everyone else run it. He's letting Road Dog can, run it. Can I get a 20-minute NXT-style Charlotte and Becky Lynch wrestling match without the WWE chicanery? Oh, you're going That's to. That's all I want. I you, want that. You are going to. Well, I don't know if you're not going to get the WWE chicanery because, uh, for all we know, in the next couple of weeks, you might get Becky Lynch and Charlotte. 
number one contender for Naomi's title. And then guess what happens? Carmella and James Ellsworth come down and all of a sudden you get a four way. Yeah. At the pay-per-view <laughs> with Carmella, Charlotte, <laughs> Becky, and Naomi and James Ellsworth and poor, oh, and poor Natalia, <laughs> poor, poor Natalia is not even anywhere to be seen. I mean, she shows up on this SmackDown episode. You know, these are the six women we have in the division right now. And Natalia still can never find a title match. Right. Poor Natalia. That's all. Uh, on the SmackDown main event side, maybe I'm being generous here with some of the names. Uh, AJ Styles, Kevin Owens, you know, John Cena, not going to be around for a couple of months. Uh, Randy Orton's still there. Uh, obviously, uh, you move Bray Wyatt to Raw and you have the Raw championship in Brock Lesnar. They're not going to move the WWE title to Raw. So doesn't that just give away the finish to Randy Orton, Bray Wyatt at payback? Like yes. super far in advance? Yes. They can't do it. They can't change they can, the title because Brock's they can gone. Move, they can Make, move Orton over to Raw and I wouldn't mind. No. Uh, yeah, Orton, no. Because, <laughs> I mean, you just said that SmackDown's the work rate show, so you got to have Orton there. Okay. Orton, Mr. Work Rate is what he's been known as since 2002. Um, Styles, Kevin Owens, John Cena, Randy Orton, Charlotte, Naomi, and the new day. Um, do you put Shinsuke Nakamura in that list? Because let's face it right now, he's wrestling Dolph Ziggler, who is not a main eventer. Doesn't so, matter. This is the start. I mean, of, of it. He, okay. he wasn't going to come in and be an immediate main eventer, much like, uh, AJ Styles came in and feuded with Chris Jericho and the Miz himself. So I have no problem with that. Shinsuke will get there. That dark match that they had was pretty darn good that, that I saw on, on SmackDown. And I, that's part of the reason why it was worth staying the extra night. So yeah, I have, I have no problems with it. It's not going to rebuild Dolph. It's not going to be that G1 type of Japanese match where they're both just giving it their all. And then, you know, and then Dolph rebuilds his character. Dolph's losing this and Shinsuke is going to move on to bigger and better things, but it'll be fine. Does that feud even get to WWE backlash or is that a SmackDown match here in the next couple of weeks? Uh, I think we got like five weeks to backlash, man. It is a long way away. I think we get 50 50 until backlash. Okay. Couple of I weeks. think Dolph, I think Dolph probably pulls the tights once or, you know, hits him with an object or gets a count out or something to that effect. You know, the usual thing that they do. Those damn international objects keep getting in the way. Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, so yeah, I, I don't, I don't really put Shinsuke in the main event picture yet. We'll see what happens after a Kevin, uh, or after Dolph Ziggler, uh, feud goes down. Um, but the, it's an interesting prognosis for SmackDown here. Cause there are a whole bunch of guys now that are, uh, not interchangeable, but they can be, they can be mixed up with different guys on the roster. And there's a lot of potential matches there. Um, mm -hmm. Ty Dillinger still on SmackDown too. I mean, you got Ty Dillinger. If they, uh, if they continue to push him as any type of big deal, uh, maybe not main eventer wise, but upper mid card, uh, type deal. So, um, we have one of the questions we had. I'll ask it now. I was going to ask the questions all back to back to back, but I'll ask this one now. Uh, Brian on the Twitter feed at Shake Them Ropes asked, who is the first to get gold on SmackDown? Will it be Ty Dillinger or Sami Zayn? What do you think? Who will be the first to win gold, if either of them, Ty or Sami? Of those two? Ty or Sammy, Sammy which one wins? Okay. I... I took a different approach. I, I could see Sammy just because he he winds up in, you know, these Kevin Owens deals every once in a while. You got Money in the Bank that's coming up uh, coming up soon. Is Money in the Bank even a SmackDown show? I don't even know if it is. 
Money in the Bank 2007. This is the segment we like to call Googling Things. Uh, Money in the Bank 2017. Uh, if it's a smack, yeah, it is 2017, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, SmackDown show, yes. So Sami Zayn could potentially win something like that. And if you win Money in the Bank, you're probably getting the world title uh, later in the year, I would imagine. Um, but yeah, Sami Zayn could potentially do that. If you're, if I'm picking one guy for a singles title, it's that. What do you think about this, Jeff? Mm. I could easily see in the world we live in right now on the SmackDown side. Hell, we got Cesaro and Sheamus going up for the tag team titles at Payback against the Hardys. What do you think about a tag team of Ty Dillinger and Sami Zayn? I think they both win the titles at the same time. It's the tag team titles. <laughs> and I'm not even being facetious. I could actually see that happening. If I had to bet money on one scenario right now, I would put more money on the tag team titles. Hell yeah. He, that was... he, he's Slater and Rhino tag team champions. Yeah, that that's my concern right now is, I mean, that was a pretty fantastic tag team match on SmackDown between Alpha and the Usos, but the Usos were pretty much, um, or, I uh, mean, American Alpha was, was beat clean and beat feet fairly dominantly yeah. clean, uh-huh. and they're going to try and rehab them with the Shining Stars. I don't know who the Usos move on to unless it's the New Day, and this, this version of the New Day... I don't know with with Woods and and Big E. I don't yeah. know if they're the great babyface hope and, and the only other people really on that roster to turn are either the Ascension or Brizongo. So you need no another thanks. babyface team. Yeah, and Ty Dillinger and Sami Zayn could be that babyface team. They got nothing else to do. You got uh, hey, Daniel Bryan giving Sami Zayn a little pep talk. Hey, maybe it's not working out in the singles division. Find yourself a partner. Hey, who's better than the perfect 10? Ty Dillinger. He's got nothing else going on. They go up for the tag team titles. Boom. Bingo, bango. They win the tag team championships, and now they're the best tag team in WWE history. Tell me where I'm and wrong. That's, and that, well, that's kind of been the, that's kind of been the uh, record of the SmackDown tag titles anyways, is that it's always been kind of a hodgepodge of who can we throw these belts on now? So who can we throw these belts on now? And then they throw their little dart at the dartboard and it hits Sami Zayn right in the face. Uh, so that is your SmackDown and raw rosters. The big, uh, the big draft, um, Charlotte, does she win the SmackDown women's championship at least two times for the rest of the year? Does she win it two times before 2017 comes to a close? Yes. And that would give her what? Six. So I'm telling you, Mm -hmm. she is on pace before this decade is out to break her own father's record. That is going to be the story four years from now. Yeah. She's, she, she's getting this title sooner than later. Yeah. That is, that is going to be the story heading into WrestleMania, like 2020. It's going to be, can Charlotte beat John Cena in her father's streak? Can it happen? Because John Cena's there, right? John Cena's got the 17 times or 16 times. Is that the record, 16? Mm-hmm. The record they claim. Yeah, Charlotte will get number 17 at WrestleMania 2020. Uh, who will she beat? Who does she beat at WrestleMania 2020? Who's coming up the pipe? Ruby Riot. <laughs> she beat Ruby Riot for the title. She beat Asuka. Is Asuka That's even three in year, WWE? Three years, three years away? Yeah, three years away. Uh, Candice LeRae. All right, all right, Candice LeRae. Uh, yeah, that's probably never going to happen. Uh, yeah. But that's okay. That is okay. Uh, your payback card, we talked about most of the matches. Uh, the one we didn't mention, Neville and Austin Aries. Uh, this pay-per-view is three weeks away. 
Neville and Austin Aries for the Cruiserweight title, Randy Orton, Bray Wyatt for the WWE title, the Hardys versus Cesaro and Sheamus, and Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho. It looks like that Kevin Owens-Chris Jericho match at this point is going to be your main event. Nah, it's going to be that House of Horrors match that they're uh, they're now focus group testing by giving emails and going, what do you want to see in this match? Because we don't know what we're doing. Yeah, we don't know what we want to do yet, so let's uh, let's have you give us ideas. Let's focus group this. Let's work out, uh, let's workshop this match with all of you fans. Uh, yeah, I was sad. I didn't get that survey. I was not one of the lucky ones to get the survey, uh, unfortunately. Uh, but yeah, maybe they main event with the House of Horrors match. Or they could main event with Kevin Owens, Chris Jericho, and then there's more matches to be made. Um, whatever they do, maybe Braun Strowman, Roman Reigns again in an ambulance yes. match at this point uh, with what happened on Raw. Uh, so yeah, you you have matches coming down the pipe. Um, uh, you know, all the talk about Brock Lesnar winning the title and being around more often while well, he's missing the first two months of pay-per-views afterwards. So when does Brock Lesnar come back? Is he going to hold this title hostage all the way to SummerSlam? I don't think he's going to hold it hostage, but he's going to have it. I mean, he's going to have at least one match in there, probably with Braun. Well, if I mean, if, if Dean Ambrose is the Intercontinental Champion and Brock Lesnar's away from TV for a while and Kevin Owens brings the U.S. title to SmackDown, your championship on your house shows is Dean Ambrose's Intercontinental Championship. Is that okay? Is, sure. it, is it okay for Dean Ambrose to be main eventing every house show, or does it even matter at this, at this He's point? He's not going to be main eventing every house show. Roman Reigns is. Oh, Roman the, Reigns is, no is a D champion without a title. Yeah, in the no-DQ matches. Yeah. Yeah. Possible separated shoulder from that ambulance attack. Poor Roman. I mean, this guy may miss even, like, four or five days. It's outrageous. Four or five days from the ambulance attack. Remember when Rock was murdered dead by Hogan and then like showed up on TV the next night? <laughs> I love WWE injuries. At least they at least they Hey, gender concussed Finn, so he may not be back for a while. Finn Balor has a concussion, so he's on the seven day disabled list right now, uh, pending his pending his return and his uh his doctor visits. Yeah, that's that's a sticky situation too, you know. Finn Balor did not come back in the title picture. Uh Finn Balor wrestling Jinder Mahal. Uh, they don't really know what to do with him right now. What does what was his place in the pay per view? Um, what is his place in the pay per view? Granted, thinking he's not going to be out for more than at least one week, does he have a spot on this pay per view? What is his spot on a Raw pay per view when you have the four matches you already have? Is it Samoa Joe? Is it somehow involved in the Seth Rollins program? Is it someone completely off? Is it the Drifter? Could we be getting Finn Balor and the Drifter at Payback? You could. I mean, you could get a glorified squash until they can get to this Bray-Finn program that they seem to be going towards. Bray and... Yeah, Bray and Finn. Yeah, there you go. Because what's going to happen for is Finn Bray, Bray's going to take control of the demon. And yeah, Okay, great. <laughs> well, someone has to. This demon's got to stop just running amok. Yeah. He's got to stop it. He's getting hurt all over the place. Um, More questions. Let's go to the questions at the uh, at the Twitter feed at Shake Them Ropes. Uh, ben Ben asks, "I didn't watch WWE from 2002 to 2009. Did I miss anything?" Jeff, did he miss anything? SmackDown Six. He missed the SmackDown Six, and I mean, if I'm if we're being obvious, he missed the rise of the most prominent WWE superstar of this generation. I, he missed the entire rise of Randy Orton. <laughs> you see what really? I did there? I shamed you because the answer was John Cena, but I sent you the yes, big disappointment of Randy Orton. 
he also missed a, a what a, a shitload of just horrible Triple H twenty minute promos to open Raw. Yeah, I mean that was the worst era of Triple H promos, the two thousand four two thousand five ish time. Oh, you you missed a lot of bad Triple H phases. I mean, you had you know evolution <laughs> phases and faces with all the different hairstyles yes. he had. Yeah, with the yeah, beard, the Harley race phase with 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 his weird haircut. Yeah, Lummy, okay. <laughs> yeah, just a whole bunch of stuff going. You didn't miss. I mean, this was a downtime. Uh, you had the late nineties and the Attitude Era and everything, and then you had to kind of regroup. and And from two thousand five to two thousand eight, it was the Randy Orton versus John Cena show with Triple H just wrestling whoever he wanted to. It wasn't the best time in WWE. And then two thousand nine, two thousand ten came along. And it started getting a little bit better, and then it went more mainstream after the CM Punk. Uh, you know, defection, if you will, in 2011. And then Brock Lesnar came back and it's just been getting hotter and hotter, uh, seemingly outside of the wrestling bubble uh, since then. But no, I mean, you you didn't really miss anything. Much, much of the same guys who were working 2002 to 2009 are still doing it today. And the only one who isn't is Rob Conway and The Undertaker. Everyone else still here, basically. So we also had a question from Trisha. Ah, Trisha asks, was the drifter ready for his call up? Vince McMahon likes prepackaged guys with gimmicks. Now, whether you think he was ready wrestling wise is, is up to, uh, you know, is pretty much <laughs> open for debate, but you know, in terms of being a gimmick, he was ready. I would say, I mean, there wasn't much for him. He's to do. Adam Rose. He's yeah. Adam Rose. This, you they, know, they were workshopping the gimmick a little bit. He did it on the house shows. Uh, I mean, some of the best and funniest stuff was after he got, you know, he lost the loser leaves NXT match. He was doing some cool things on the house shows. He had that one episode where he wore the mask and he got, you know, escorted from the building. This, this has for the last several months screamed to me a gimmick that was better suited on the main roster than it was in NXT. Um, just a guy roaming around. He's not that bad in the ring. He's got a look that, you know, Vince McMahon likes and that he looks like he belongs in the ring. He's not a guy wearing jeans and a t-shirt like everyone on SmackDown. He looks like he belongs. So he'll get chances and I don't think he's going to disappoint me and he might make a few more fans. Hell, Mojo Rawley's making more fans. A lot of people didn't really like Rusev at the beginning, and now he's won over a ton of people. I think the Drifter has a shot. I do. And it's not just me being a homer for the Drifter, because why would I be? Drifter has potential in there. Um, I just don't know what he's going to do on Raw to finish that point. I have no idea. Is he going to drift for the next three weeks? Is, is WWE in a holding pattern somehow until payback ends? Yes, and that way they can separate the rosters because they had a plan going yeah. to payback, and then they decided, oh, we're going to do this shakeup, and then, oh, yeah, we have uh, – this is basically a super show now. Here we are after WrestleMania when you got talents being called up. You have this big opportunity for a blank slate, and you just have this creative canvas that's white right now that you can just throw anything up there and just see what is what's happening, what's, what's going to make the crowd excited for watching your next pay-per-view, what, what you can do – to reinvigorate both of these shows. And you have a main event rematch with Chris Jericho, Kevin Owens. You have a WWE title main event uh, rematch with Randy Orton, Bray Wyatt. You have Austin Aries and Neville couldn't even separate from each other. They get a rematch. Everything is rematches in here. Every, every single thing 
is a rematch. The Hardys rematching Cesaro and Sheamus instead of the the holders of the tag team titles that actually lost the belts. It's just it, it's a funny time right now. And it seems like we have to wait for three weeks until payback is over to see what they then do uh, heading into backlash a month later after that. Uh, and also even on that note, what do you make of NXT having a takeover just one month, one and a half months after the WrestleMania weekend with no Shinsuke Nakamura, with no clear direction for Asuka, with no clear direction for what is going to happen with the NXT title, uh, unless you are in into the spoilers, because uh, it, it seems clear what's going to happen there. Uh, your big thing there right now is Drew McIntyre coming back and seeing where he lands in the folds of NXT. Uh, but if they do these takeovers more often, is that a good thing? Or are we about to see the overexposure of NXT when it's already been lacking buzz? Yes, I think it's overexposure a little bit. Um, the Drew McIntyre thing shocked us because <laughs> while we're watching a show, McIntyre opened up that Evolve show and then half an hour later, he's in the audience for NXT. That, that was the thing that was shocking to us. Um, <laughs> You know, I I I think uh, I, I disagree that Asuka doesn't have a direction. I think the direction is fairly clear is that she's now turned more desperate to keep her title and, and yeah, she'll but, continue to. But who against? Does does uh, Ember Moon get the immediate Ember. rematch? Okay. Probably. Eh, wouldn't be that bad. Um, you know, a little bit of a difference in Asuka. She was a little heelish there with Bailey, but she wasn't like desperate to keep the title. She was just, you know, no. I'm the best and I know it. Uh, this so, one was flat out, yeah. very obvious. I'm I'm turning heel. Were you at the Evolve show when that was happening, or were you at NXT? I was at I was at the Evolve show because you were texting me about NXT, and I said I'm at a show right now. Oh, that's right. Yes, you were you were there. I don't but even that, remember what I was texting you about. I, I for some reason oh, probably you texted just me about you, were you watching texted, the show. You, you, no, you texted me about. Uh, I know what you texted me about. You texted me about the uh, the authors of pain and whether or not this was their uh, oh yeah the, coming out as you as you th- and I and that was the match of the weekend for WWE. Yeah, was that three way tag match? I I thought. I mean, I thought there were overall there were better matches that I saw on the indies than most of the others. But that three way tag match hit me right in my uh, right in my feels, man. I loved that. I loved it. Was so logical. With, with the team up of DIY and, and the revival and, and try, and they kind of went how I thought it would, where they try to eliminate the authors of pain and then they go after each other. And then the authors of pain come back. Um, and I liked that they eliminated DIY first. I liked that kind of little, uh, little twist there, as opposed to just having a straight baby heel, you have worse heel and, uh, and crafty heel. And I, I liked that dynamic. I thought it was, that was very good. I love that match. Philip asks to uh, to close out our ruthless aggression era theme. Uh, <laughs> Philip asks, who was the best star in WWE of the ruthless aggression era? Uh, you had a lot of guys out there. You had Kurt Angle. You had Randy Orton. You had Jeff Hardy cli- kind of climbing on the singles train there in the later stages of the uh, 2000s. Um, who was your big star? Was it indeed uh, the probably the most obvious answer in John Cena? Who was my favorite or who was the biggest star? Well, yeah, I guess because I, it's not really that debatable, right? That it was John Cena. So what do, you, what do you think? What was the ruthless aggression to you? Uh, the era of ruthless aggression to you? 
I loved Chris Benoit. So, I mean, but that's me. Um, and I loved Kurt Angle. Th- those were the two guys that I really geeked out over. Yeah, Kurt Angle to me was the biggest deal. But um, I, it, we really saw from 2002 to 2009, uh, not just the rivalry that they, they pushed us, uh, that they pushed on TV for such a long time with Randy Orton and John Cena, but you saw what it was like for a guy to change gimmicks a couple of times in the first year to two years find something and then just run with it. And yeah, he got a lot of opportunities that, you know, certain guys may not get, but, but John Cena is exactly what we hope a lot of these guys that are around now do. And not all of them have the confidence that John Cena certainly showed to actually go out and do it. Like John Cena should be the template for everyone in WWE. You may not want to, you may want to be a better in-ring wrestler. You may want to do things a little bit more your way, but John Cena should be everyone's hero. Right, but they took care of him. I mean, you can't blame guys who aren't getting taken care of like like Cena was. I mean, Cena was. I mean, you, you gotta remember. I mean, ruthless. This is post ruthless aggression. But remember, I mean, this is a guy who was getting DDT'd on concrete in a two on one handicap match and just running back in and pinning a guy. So it, 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 there there are certain things he got to do that but it was took also- care of his character that other people didn't. Yeah, it was also a guy who was teaming with Buchanan. And coming out here in mid card, uh, mid card SmackDown, floating out pretty lame raps. Although those yeah. pretty lame raps ended up getting him over, but he but he ran with what was getting him over, and then they ran with what was getting him over. But he was a dork at first. I mean, he wasn't anyone at first. No, and then and what they did was they had him destroy the people that who looked better against him. I mean, look, the time to. to... No offense, I I still think the biggest crime crime against that whole era was was Christian not getting a world heavyweight title run when he was in that program with Cena. Yeah. I I thought I thought Christian was fantastic yeah. in that Chris, program. Christian was pretty cool. Right before he left, too, the three waves with Chris Jericho and John Cena were were really good matches. But it is amazing also to look at how fast it happened for John Cena. I mean, he was going through different characters in the first year or two, but 2002 to 2004, 2004 he was beating the Big Show at WrestleMania. And then he won the mm-hmm. world title the next year. And then it was, you know, <laughs> that was all she wrote. Wrestling Triple H in the title. Always these title matches at WrestleMania. Always the headliner at WrestleMania. It, it really did happen very, very quickly for him. And it does not happen that quick for almost anyone else. Uh, so there, there, were, there were opportunities. And he ran with them. Uh, but yeah, John Cena was the biggest star. But my favorite star, as I've... And we talked about it in the, in the build-up to the Hall of Fame show with Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle is my favorite wrestler ever as far as the WWE guy goes. And so he was my favorite guy from Ruthless Aggression. And he lived through it all. He was at the tail end of Attitude Era into the Ruthless Aggression Era. He spent more time in TNA than he did in WWE. And now he's back and he's the GM in the Network Era. Who's the who's the biggest new star of the Network Era, Jeff, if it's not Roman Reigns? <laughs> it's Roman Reigns. It has to be. He's the biggest new star of the network era, not AJ Styles. I mean, this guy is a WWE rookie. Daniel Bryan would be my other choice, but Mm, Daniel Bryan, Daniel Bryan was kind of done though at the start. His biggest moment did happen at the very start of the network era. WrestleMania 30 Mm -hmm. comes on two months into the WWE network. He wins the world title. He's this big, huge star, but then it was nothing after that. I mean, Kane killed him and then Daniel Bryan has been nowhere since. This Kane guy. What do you think about Kane running for mayor? I got no issue with it. 
I think he's a very why bright you, person. Well, yeah, why would you have an issue? With it? Yeah, go for, ah. good for Kane. I want to see Kane win. Why wouldn't you? I, I want listen, to see Kane win I and then wrestle on, on Raw. I listened to him on another radio show today. He seems, you know, he seems like his head and heart are in the right place. I got no problem with that. Here's the he, tri- he owns a local business yeah. and uh, he wants to uh, give to his community. Here's the trivia for you, Jeff. Hmm? Did you know, or do you know, what brand is Kane currently signed to? Kane is on the SmackDown brand, I believe. You are correct, sir. Mm-hmm. And you said that with some confidence. I would not have had yeah. any confidence going into that if I didn't already know. I, I remember us talking about where Kane was for a while, so that's did why we, I remember. Did that. we talk about Kane on the SmackDown side, the big Kane uh, Kane feud? What about Big Show? Underrated move. Big Show not moving anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's winding down. Who cares? He's a little attraction. Yeah. Uh, the Can last. What oh, what do you I was, have? What I was gonna you... I was gonna ask since since you're obviously running on fumes for WWE stuff, I was going to to do a post mortem on the indie shows I watched in on Mania Weekend. Um yeah. Uh if you want to. I am I running on fumes on WWE stuff? I still got one more question for you, but yes, go ahead. No, so let's ask your no, let's get rid of your question first. Let's get all out of your system and then I'll go to my thing. We'll close the show with the question. We'll do one final question at the end. Uh, you, your postmortem on the all the indie shows you watched, which were over ten, so I do not want you to talk about all of them. No, your biggest no, 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 highlights. No, no. I, I just got bullet. I got I got bullet points. Give me um, give me bullet I, points, and I will tell you if your bullet points are pooey. My favorite match, uh, probably Donovan Dijak versus Keith Lee. Keith Lee is the breakout star of this weekend, in my opinion. Um, of all the shows, all his matches were fantastic. I saw three matches of his with. Jeff Cobb, Ricochet, and Donovan Dijak, and they were all fantastic. I really enjoyed the second half of that Shimmer show that I watched. I think the uh, uh, the the uh, Triumvirate or what 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 is their name? Uh, the Triad or, or what are the 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 stable with uh, Shayna Baszler, Mercedes Martinez, and and uh, and oh god, I can't. Uh, Nick, You're failing Nick, here. Nick, no, yeah, I know. You're failing I, I here. The, name. the shot they're, clock they're is great. winding down. So I saw a great tag match with uh, Kaylee Ray and Mia Yim versus Tessa Blanchard and, and Vanessa Craven, and that was really good. I think women's wrestling kind of appeals to me in that old school way in that, you know, as opposed to the men who are just kind of waiting to do their turn at full speed to do high spots, there's actual fatigue on the women's side, so I, so I really enjoyed that. Um, the, the tag team match between um, uh, uh, the, the South Pacific Power Trip and and Sammy Callahan and Shane Strickland was balls to the walls crazy. It was great. It's probably you know other than the ladder match in Ring of Honor with the Hardys and and uh, and the Young Bucks, I think that that match was fantastic. Those those four, and I don't really like Sammy Callahan all that much in terms of in terms of as a performer. I think I have mad respect for what he did with his body and and all those other things. But but I've never been the biggest Sammy Callahan fan. But that match. Fan friggin' tastic, and also the other South Pacific Power Trip match versus uh Chris Dickinson and uh Jaka from uh from Catchpoint. I think yeah, that's a pretty darn good match. Um, Chikara show, Mike Quackenbush and Zack Saber Jr. had a pretty good match. Quack came out of retirement. That was a lot of fun. Um, and uh, oh, the the full the 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 no DQ no rules match between. Ethan Page and Darby Allen is one of the most insane experiences I've ever been through. That thing 
Darby Allen is insane. He's going to die before he's 30. I mean, it, there's just no other way about it, the way that they let him throw his body around and just the abuse he takes. It's just insane. But overall, a, a great venue. Concessions had a little bit to be desired, but the venue was great. Um, great weekend of wrestling there. And uh, I think it helped me um, overall in a positive way going into the WWE matches I was watching. So, But Keith Lee's the breakout star. Matt Riddle, you can no longer say for how long he's been in the business. He's a great wrestler now. It's not just he's a great wrestler for how long he's been in. He's great. And uh, fun times. Lots of great people. Lots of people who were fans of our show came up and said so. And they're fan- and even fans of you, Rob. They, they said very nice things about you. So uh, take that love and take those compliments. And I appreciate everybody who said uh, nice things. You spent three minutes talking about how the concessions at a <laughs> indie show I did not I did not spend three on WrestleMania on weekend I did not because the concessions at WrestleMania were yeah you spent three minutes on the concessions and you're muted right now you are muted I am muting you three minutes on the concessions at an indie show in Orlando you Jeff Hawkins would not last 10 seconds next to JBL in the world of one million wrestling podcasts, there is a new shining star with great interviews, analysis, music, and, and me, Matt Coon, on total engagement. Go to any podcast platform to listen today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.